Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Geeky Dinks. This week we're talking about DC's Black Adam, whose movie starring Dwayne Johnson is coming out pretty soon. I think maybe even this week. Yeah, I think it's coming out this week and I find it interesting in a lot of ways that in my personal opinion, DC's success has been on characters that aren't the ones we've seen before. Yeah, yeah, the ones that have been kind of done to death, we are tired of. Yeah. Uh, we've, we've seen enough Batman, we've seen enough Superman. Aquaman, not so much, so he's been good. Wonder Woman, she's been doing good because we haven't seen as much of her. I mean, she has been included in the past and other things, but... She hasn't been done near as much as Superman or Batman. Right. And I think that's what kind of helps in this scenario. Because I feel like the characters that, you know, a lot of DC fans love, they just never get to see the screen time of. And so they tend to come out in in droves, you know. Yeah, yeah I think DC's target had been so so small Mm -hmm. for so long like they were like oh these are our big ones Mm -hmm. you know anyone who's in the justice league uh, those are the ones that we focus on we don't really talk about the other people you know shazam we don't talk about him black adam like the reason we're talking about about him this week is because they finally gave him a movie and i think they're finally seeing or finding their voice i think so i think they've They've done their tried and true, which was Batman. Batman has been DC's tried and true as far as movies go. You know, from the TV series all the way up to the most recent Ben Affleck version. And then they're like, cool, Justice Leagues. And they were trying, I think, so hard to build the Justice League to keep up with the Avengers. And everyone's like, well, we've already got Avengers. Why, why Justice League? Whereas I think DC's starting to realize, okay, cool. You've got that. You've got Avengers. We're going to focus on other characters that maybe people who aren't comic book fans are not familiar with. And those who are the fans of these characters will be super duper excited to see them come to life. Yeah, I think they're kind of following Marvel's thing where they they were introducing these characters that we hadn't really heard of, like the Guardians. Right. And I think that was the first time that anyone had seen success with such a lower marketed comic book hero in some way you know what i mean like yeah not many people knew who guardians of the galaxy were and they're like you're gonna make a movie about them right and then it was just this really awesome success because i think they found the humor and that's what the shazam to me what the shazam series is like when we saw shazam there was a lot of humor in it it started off kind of slow but quickly picked up got into the story and i'm really hoping that black adam's gonna kind of follow that same trajectory uh you know i don't really want it to start slow but i mean whenever there's a first movie the beginning is filler you've got to put in all of the information it's kind of like reading a character card like this is your character this is what he does this is why he does what he does okay on to the show you know (laughs) i mean if if you go back to the phase one marvel movies Mm -hmm. they're kind of rough right like they're very much like the required reading portion of Marvel. Just the very first of each standalone movie. Right. And I felt the same way with the first like seven or eight episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. But again, you had to build up each character. And I think that's kind of what DC, I think, is 
has been lacking in the past is because they were banking so hard on the Batman and the Superman and the characters that we know, they didn't have to do the character cards. There was no required reading because everyone already knows. But you still have to do it to an extent in order to like the person who's playing that character. Because there really wasn't much when Ben Affleck started playing Batman. He was just Batman. You're like, ah, all right, I guess. Eh." Yeah, I feel like for whatever reason, they were very hesitant to start doing the less known Mm -hmm. superhero sort of thing. Like, uh, we we still haven't gotten a cyborg movie. No, and that's really sad. He got a TV show? Well, he's been part of different TV shows. Like, he's part of Teen Titans and Doom Patrol and all these different things. Like, cyborg, he kind of gets around. He's He's kind of of a, a Hulk. In well, a way. And he's a kind of a hero for hire. Hmm. Okay. I can see that. I don't blame DC for being a little shy on doing unknown characters because they did come out guns blazing with Suicide Squad and it did not do well. In my opinion, again, this is my opinion. Some people really liked the first Suicide Squad. The only one I really liked out of it was Harley. And then she got her own Birds of Prey movie. And... I haven't seen the second one. I still need to see the second one, but I just wasn't really hooked on any of the characters because before you knew it, some of them were gone. Some of them, no offense to Will Smith, but he always plays I'm a bad guy with a good backstory. I can't stand that. So (laughs) if it works for the character, it's great. It did not for Deadshot. Yeah, Deadshot has always been a much more self-serving individual who just wants to make the most complicated shot for clout. Right, exactly. And that was not how he was portrayed in that. And that that kind of took away a lot of it for me. Plus, again, I just really didn't care for that movie. That's not my favorite Joker. It's it's probably like... I think it's everyone's least favorite. I think it's... There's a couple of blank spaces between the Joker before him and then him. Like, I'm leaving some spaces for other Jokers that might fall above him. So, because I just really did not care for Leto's Joker. But that's why I'm really, really hopeful for... Black Adam because Shazam was a good movie and it was a good turn for DC. So I'm hoping that this will be the same way. And it's got Dwayne Johnson. I mean, he's a really good actor. I'm I'm excited for what he's going to do. And from what I kind of know about Black Adam, I feel like he was a really good pick. Well, if you look at Dwayne Johnson's actual filmography, he's actually been more of an anti-hero or a villain more mm-hmm. oftentimes than a straight good guy. Right. So this time, playing Black Adam, kind of a villain turned anti-hero, mm-hmm. just because he was someone who was bestowed superhuman powers and then used them to wreak his own revenge. Right, exactly. And it wasn't so much using any sort of virtue, so he was imprisoned and put away for thousands of years, Mm -hmm. like you do. (laughs) Like you do. (laughs) (laughs) And has been released, and now the Justice Society of America. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I don't know, sidebar, I don't know why DC felt the need to create fictional versions of cities. In America, in Egypt, and different countries around the world, they felt the need to create Metropolis, Gotham City, Star City, Central City, all the different cities, instead of just using, like Marvel was doing, like they used New York. Right. They used Washington. They used LA. 
I don't know why they felt the need to create these fictionalized versions of real cities. I don't know. Maybe they didn't want to give a bad perspective of certain cities. You know I mean? Like, if you said New York is Gotham City, well, yeah, it kind I, of paints a really bad picture I mean, for New York. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is kind of the safer choice mm-hmm. than saying Chicago is really bad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is Batman lives in Chicago and everything goes wrong 100% of the time. Yeah. It's like, ugh. Or maybe it's just because they wanted such a... Because if you really look at Gotham City... There is no light in Gotham City. It is a dark place full of nothing but villains. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen a sunny day in Gotham. (laughs) Right. And there's never a good guy. Like, the police are corrupt. Everyone's corrupt. And even Batman's like, I'm not the hero Gotham wants, but I'm the hero Gotham needs. He even knows he's not a good, good guy. I mean, there are a very small handful of people in gotham city trying to do the right thing Mm -hmm. like like jim gordon right like he's one of the few but they're the oddballs yeah 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 i mean it's definitely the dark part of Mm. the yin and yang with with the light circle in the middle (laughs) right and that light circle is the bat signal (laughs) yes it's got a bat symbol inside of it but yeah so i don't know maybe dc just felt like hey we're we're comic books and we're gonna make things literally out of this world but close enough to something you're familiar with that it's not you know not so out of place yeah i guess kondok the place that black adam is from Mm -hmm. i mean it's in egypt but i'm pretty sure it's a fictional place right pretty Um, sure i just like the idea that we're getting more egypt-based things lately with black adam with moon knight yeah that's true there has been a lot more um, even some places in, in the movies have just taken place in Egypt, too. So it's, or at least over on that side, not everything is U.S.-based right. as much anymore, which I, I appreciate because, you know, the scenery is a lot nicer. <laughs> um, and it can make for some really interesting stories and add a lot of culture to it, which I'm excited about. I am curious to see the other characters in Black Adam as well. As excited as I am to see Black Adam... Um, And Dwayne Johnson fulfilled that superhero role, which I always felt like with the way Dwayne Johnson was built, his mentality, his his personality, he should have been a superhero a long time ago. (laughs) Like, I feel like there are so many roles he could have done. I don't know what he would have done, but I feel like a superhero role is a long time coming for him. Um, Just because, one, the man doesn't have to train. He just has to exist. (laughs) There is no superhero body for him. That's the body he just walks in every day. (laughs) That's true. And I feel bad for that costuming department. Like, we have to fit him in something? How is this going to (laughs) work? So much fabric. I'm sure his suit is, like, twice the size and expense as anybody else's suit they've made. Just from the sheer amount of material they had to use. (laughs) Because he's tall, he's broad shoulders, those are, like, I'd want to know, like, are the leg portions wider than his arm portions? Or, like, could he reverse the suit? Like, I don't know. It just, it's funny to me. But I'm also curious on the other characters as well. Because having played Injustice, knowing these characters, with the exception of Hawkman, because he's not in Injustice for some reason. I don't think Cyclone is in there either. But no, Adam Smasher, right. well, he's in there just as Adam. Right. But Adam Smasher is in there. Mm-hmm. He's basically DC's version of Ant-Man. Right. And Dr. Fate. 
right. is basically Doctor Strange in a weird way. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a weird thing, Doctor Fate. Like, even seeing him in Injustice, I had never heard of him before. I hadn't either, uh-uh. But I guess this is where he comes into play. That That's where I uh, probably first saw Black Adam for the first time, mm-hmm. too. That he had taken the side of Superman and Wonder Woman that all evil needed to be eradicated very much in theme of Black Adam vengeance. Right. Wipe them out. Right. And I think it's I think it's interesting too because thinking in my head like what Black Adam was like in Injustice, he's kind of snarky in in some ways. Like some of the things he says, like you know when they do like those opening back and forth between your character and the other character. Oh yeah. And if one of them is Black Adam, He's got some good snapbacks. I'm like, okay. He's got a bit of a personality. So I imagine we're going to see some of that come into it as well. I do find it funny, though, in the trailer for Black Adam that the people are riding in a Volkswagen bus. <laughs> like, what year is it? Like, it's an old air-cooled bus. Are we in the 70s? Or, like, is this current times and they're just riding in an air-cooled? Like, I don't... They're riding through the desert and then I guess the bad guy or whoever was going after Black Adam, like shoots stuff and he catches it or something and he ends up like kind of bumping into the bus. I I remember now. Okay, yeah, yeah. He catches a rocket and yeah, it goes off and hits him into the bus very much like in the first Thor movie when they hit him in the windstorm. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's he's super fast. He can catch stuff. Mm. He's strong. He can fly. He's got the light. Checks all the boxes. Yeah. He's he's got the lightning bolt on Mm -hmm. his chest like Shazam. Right. That's why I kind of thought he was a good guy at first. Yeah. I think he has the same power or like the same origin of power Mm -hmm. as Shazam. But he was given it, I think, as an adult. Mm. And Billy got it as a kid. Do you think that that means that he doesn't have to say Shazam to get? Because like Billy has to say Shazam to become shazam being a 12 year old boy to an adult i mean i think if i remember the game correctly he does still say shazam which i thought was weird because like i thought his name was black adam (laughs) Uh, i I guess (laughs) well i guess he is calling upon the power of shazam like all of the team members Mm, that's right they they all all say say shazam Shazam. that's right so it seemed like when he was calling upon the power he would Mm, say it that makes sense but i don't know if he necessarily has to since he's already a grown-up version of himself. Hmm, maybe he just has it to get into the suit. Maybe, yeah. That'd be interesting. I have really high hopes for this. I want this to do well, because if there's any franchise that survives in DC, and I say that just solely because Justice League isn't looking too good right now. <laughs> They've got a lot of struggles and a lot of recasting, and it just hurts to watch it fall apart like that. So I'm hoping that maybe... The Shazam franchise, including Black Adam, and sounds like potentially the Justice Society of America, (laughs) just doesn't roll off the tongue quite as well. (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean, it's a start, and if they can try to rebuild and then maybe later introduce a new Batman, later introduce a new Superman, a new Flash. I feel like they've had the issue of, they had these characters in movies that weren't meant to tie into each other Mm -hmm. now dc is trying to create new movies new versions of these characters 
that do tie into each other. But we all remember all the other times before. Right. With all the other different versions. Just directors taking their turn with these characters. Mm -hmm. And now that they had started doing it, but they kept using the same characters, they did the thing that Marvel didn't do, which was Marvel had those movies too. They had they had their Spider-Man. They had X-Men. You know, those properties that they had licensed out to other studios. Right. And then when they started the MCU, they went with characters that there weren't movies about. Or, right. if, or if there were movies about them, they were much older. It had been a very long time since they had had a movie about them. Or they weren't very good at all. Right. Nobody really includes them. And we they've, you know, much in the case of Hulk, they've had to say, yeah, what happened in Incredible Hulk actually did happen. We're going to ignore the fact that that wasn't Mark Ruffalo at the time, but the events in that movie still. I, I do have to mention, I love that line in She-Hulk when he's talking about how he was when they're talking about Abomination and their history. And he says, I was a totally different person back then. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the other fun thing is Marvel can make fun of itself. DC has such a strong, dark presence. They're they're known for, you know, even Deadpool. He, you're so dark. What are you from the DC universe? Like everyone knows DC is dark. Or a very no-nonsense. Right. Even though they have the Joker. Exactly. And what I find interesting is that you have the very polar opposite. With DC, I feel like you have the good good and the bad bad. There's very little great. You have some anti-heroes. Yeah. But majority of your characters are fighting for justice, for what's right. And they're the good guys. We're getting the more complex versions of these characters now because i feel like dc is actually branching out mm -hmm. like in in justice we got the villainous version of superman right we got the more gray area version of these characters that it isn't good to kill but these are bad people right and what i like the way injustice did it is that you know, here's Superman in the first one, Joker kills Lois. Right. And so Superman loses his mind. And Batman says, I have got a backup on how to take each one of us out, including myself. How to disable all of us. And so it puts Superman more in the, you feel for him, but what he's doing is wrong. But you're like, I mean, I get it. But also, eh. when he used to be the symbol for hope mm -hmm. and, and for for happiness and, and and doing what's right and then you've got batman who's kind of been that vigilante guy who you're like eh, i mean you're kind of sort of walking a fine line where he's like no we've got to stop you know he becomes the symbol for hope so they took the two characters and swapped them yeah. almost and i think that that proved i mean granted it's a mortal combat fighting style game but the story in it was very good and in injustice too same thing they introduced Brainiac in that one, which would be really cool to see him on the screen. That would be very cool. I would be very excited. Although, didn't they say in this one that Black Adam starts as a bad guy? The Justice Society of America has to stop him or turn him to their side because there's a power stronger than Black Adam? Yeah, there's something called the Intergang that the Justice Society of America is trying to recruit Black Adam to help them defeat mm -hmm. because i guess they can't 
Right. They need his power. They need his strength. But also, there's probably going to be some infighting, of course. Oh, I'm sure. Those scenes, like, in the first Avengers where, you know, Thor and Iron Man and Captain America (laughs) have it out. (laughs) At the park. (laughs) Shakespeare in the park. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, Hawkman is actually the reincarnation of Khufu, the Egyptian prince who originally imprisoned Black Adam. Mm. So there's probably going to be some bad blood there. I mean, that might, yeah. yeah. I, could, <laughs> I mean, what could go wrong? Right. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? But hmm. there, there's also Cyclone, who's kind of like a storm type. Right. Who has weather control ability. Mm-hmm. And Adam... Who can grow and shrink right. like Ant-Man. And Dr. Fate, who can do some weird stuff. Yeah, I don't <laughs> even know how to really describe. I mean, he uses, I almost want to use the term horcruxes in a way. <laughs> oh yeah, they're, they're like glyphs, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. and he, you know, he calls upon the power of different gods to help him do things. And I don't know that the things that he does are specific, or just he needs their power to do something he's not a master of the dark arts but yeah you know he seems to have more of a focus on time than anything else Mm -hmm. like dr fate like he can see into the all the different possible futures or something like that so it is kind of like dr strange but it isn't so mystical magical right and i'm thinking back to to injustice where it's almost like when he puts the helmet he says when he puts the helmet on he hears from somebody that what someone else is doing is not for the sacred almost sacred timeline kind of stuff so i'm wondering if he's kind of like a tva kind of person like gotta keep people on their track oh yeah or doing the right things or whatever Um, right like he can probably see which decisions would be for the greatest good. Right. Having that kind of huge perspective over time, I guess it kind of detaches you from the the, the more emotional, from from the things that people care about in the Mm day-to-day in their lifetime. He's thinking about over millennia of time what's going to matter. And for the most part, unfortunately for him... Uh, a handful of lives doesn't matter as much. Right. If if he can see that wiping these ones out will have a better impact than leaving them be. Yeah, it's so funny because I remember when I first started playing Injustice, I always thought Dr. Fate was a bad guy. Yeah. I never saw him as a good guy. Even though he kind of parades as like he's a good guy. Like visually, he's wearing the lighter colors. He's got that very smooth authoritative voice but not in like a maniacal kind of bad guy way but just something about the way he's like no this is not what's right for what's going on and i can't help with that because that's gonna affect xyz and i was like he's a bad guy he is a bad guy (laughs) (laughs) i mean it is about perspective Mm -hmm. for him that he wants to do what's for the greatest good over all of time well and certain things he knows need to happen in order for something else to happen to protect a bigger picture which i get but when he's thinking so big picture right where does his big picture stop like i don't (laughs) yeah for people who only have perspective like us 
mm-hmm. on the day to day on our local like local d- news d- channel. Just <laughs> d- d- keep it together, your own personal self, day to day, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You don't have the luxury of thinking over the scope that he has. Right. Like if I squash this bug, that's going to mean that those bugs are going to be able to survive and overgrow. And then that's going to throw off the ecosystem, which is going <laughs> to set off some kind of other pandemic and yeah, it's et cetera, a whole, et cetera. It's a whole butterfly effect. Thing. Yeah. What's the one thing from um, community? The Oh, chaos theory. Yeah. 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 It's, it's very chaos theory. <laughs> They're all happening simultaneously. I, I always thought he was a bad guy, and, and now I feel kind of bad knowing he's part of the Justice Society of America. I'm not, that is not going to roll off the tongue easily. Yeah. I have to stop every time. I, I, I feel like that's kind of like in the first Iron Man mm-hmm. when Coulson is going around saying oh, the strategic <laughs> homeland intelligence and. Environmental? No. <laughs> I, I still don't remember. Logistics division. Yeah. Uh, it's like, that's quite the name. It's like, we're working on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So probably in this one, there'll be... Something similar. Yeah. And then in the in the next movie, there'll be like the JSA. <laughs> right. They'll be like, we're the Justice Society of America. Isn't there already a justice something or other? Yes, but not to be confused with that one because we're different. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't let us join. <laughs> right. We started our own group. <laughs> I think that'll be funny. What are your thoughts on The Rock being a superhero? It's been a long time since we called him that. Yeah, he feels like he's been a superhero for a long time Mm -hmm. anyway. He did just voice one of the super pets, I believe. That's true. Wasn't (laughs) it? uh, It was Superman's dog, wasn't it? I believe so. Yeah. And Kevin Hart was in that one too. Mm -hmm. They seem to be doing their own partnership thing. Do you think Kevin Hart will be in this one? I imagine he'll probably have some sort of cameo. (laughs) That's gonna be awesome. <laughs> I feel like just looking over the course of his career, he was probably one of the better wrestlers of his time. Mm-hmm. The Rock, everyone loved the people's elbow, the people's eyebrow, the, his whole persona as The Rock. Everyone wanted to be part of his fan club. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't watch a whole lot of wrestling when I was younger, but you couldn't not know who he was. Yeah, I never watched wrestling either, but I still knew who The Rock was. Mm-hmm. He was one of those handful of wrestlers. I always knew, like, what he looked like and what his name was. Yeah, I think I only knew, like, The Rock, Hulk Hogan, and... Like The Undertaker or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, like, you'd have to... Show me a picture and then tell me the person's name before I'd be like, oh, yeah, they're a wrestler. Yeah, that guy. (laughs) But The Rock, I always knew who he was. Mm -hmm. As he started turning the corner into more of an acting career, and it was The Rock is the Scorpion King. Right. You know, like all those ones where he didn't really do a whole lot. It was mostly about him being big Mm -hmm. and fighting people. Mm-hmm. I loved his role in The Rundown, where he's he's a guy that goes and collects things. He's kind of like a hired thug for this other guy. Okay. But he's doing it so that he can get enough money to start his own restaurant because he loves to cook. Okay. But he also has a thing where he doesn't like to use guns because, I guess, part of where he came from when he used guns... 
a lot of people died. Mm. So it's always this thing looming over the movie. Uh, Sean William Scott's in it, too. Oh, okay. So it's kind of a buddy comedy. Yeah, he works really well being usually the straight man to whatever comedian he gets paired up with. Mm -hmm. Like Kevin Hart. Like Ryan Reynolds. Right. But he's starting to get to the point now where he's dishing it right back. Like he's not the straight up comedian, but he's got enough snarkiness from his wrestling days, I think, to clap back just immediately. Yeah, Yeah, he's always been funny, Mm -hmm. but he hasn't been the funny one. That's true. In in whatever pairing he's been in. Wasn't he a cop in one where he was like really nerdy and they're like, oh yeah, I'm a cop. And he was actually like the funny one. That was one of those ones that he did with Kevin Hart. It was uh, Central Intelligence, I think. Yeah. Where he was, was, where he was a spy so yeah, he was and still, okay. he was really smart. Okay. So he was still with, yeah, okay. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Johnson is hilarious. Yes. I just never thought of him as the funny one in the pairings that he's been in with. Or the funniest one. Right. Okay. Okay. I can agree with that. I don't know that he's necessarily the funniest one. But I do find some of his jokes to actually be quite hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly because they're puns and I love that. Oh, yeah. Of course you <laughs> But yeah, you can see where he was leaving the rock persona behind by just how the credits went. The, mm-hmm. the movie posters, you know, it was The Rock. Then it was Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Then it was Dwayne Johnson. And he just kind of dropped it off. I think it, there was one movie that was called The Rock Johnson. Like, he didn't have Dwayne. Oh, really? <laughs> I think there might have been, like, one. And I was like, that's weird. But, oh. I mean, all right. But that's when he was still, I think, towards the end of hanging on to that Rock name before he finally was like, you know what? I'm not, not The Rock, but The Rock doesn't act. You know, yeah. The Rock is a wrestler. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad that he has gone back to that occasionally just mm-hmm. to, I guess, give love to his fans. Mm-hmm. Like, that is where he came from. That's kind of his origin story. We've seen in the new show that he has, Young Rock, that we get to see his origin story that his dad was a wrestler. I'm not sure exactly how much of it is based on fact, but just the idea that the rock grew up in a wrestling family right that his uncles wrestled that as a samoan he had this culture of fighting behind what he believed in mm-hmm. and the family was very important to him and i think that's why black adam is going to be so perfect for him because when you really look at the story of black adam like when we see the beginning He's with his family and things are happening. I think his family gets like taken away from him or something and he's left by himself. Right. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of culture involved because everything he does, there's always culture involved with that. So that's going to play into who he is as a person. And I think we'll get to a point where he's going to kind of be like RDJ is Iron Man. You're going to be like Dwayne Johnson is Black Adam. Like, I think he's going to mesh so well with that character you're not going to see him as anything else. That's a possibility, but that is also if that's what he wants. That's true. You know, I've seen a lot more lately that a lot of actors, they don't want to be tied to their superhero Mm -hmm. or comic book character role. Right. Just because they want to keep acting after whatever it is has run its course. 
Well, I think, I don't think that it's going to be kind of like a flow scenario from Progressive. Like, they'll never get to do anything else. But I just think it'll be like, when you look at Robert Downey Jr., you're like, oh, his biggest role. He was Iron Man. Granted, he's done so much more. He's been Sherlock. He's done all these other things. But you're going to know him as Iron Man. Chris Evans. You're going to know him as Captain America. Yeah. You're just going to. Kind of like, in a way, you look at Christian Bale. He's done a lot of other roles. He's even in the MCU now. Yeah. But he's still Batman. I think that's how it's going to kind of be is you're going to go look at all these other roles that Dwayne Johnson has done. He's still uh, Black Adam. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's, I hope anyway. That Yeah, that it'll depend on just how many movies he shows up in as mm-hmm. Black Adam. Because, I mean, you think about it, how many times was RDJ... He was in like every Marvel yeah, movie. Yeah, like he, he had been in so many movies. Like it'll take some time before mm-hmm. I think the role gets cemented with the actor. That's true. Christian Bale, I can see a little bit just because he was in a trilogy. It was a very successful trilogy mm-hmm. and he did a very good job in it. And I mean, he's had quite a few iconic roles because he gets so into his character. Mm-hmm. That every time you see him, like, it's definitely a different Christian Bale. Right. And I think just depend on what you knew him as is what he'll stick as, I think, is is really, like... I mean, that that's one of those things, like, with other actors, you can tell a lot about a person by how you know... What movie you know them from. That's true. Yeah. Like they do with Tim Curry. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> All I the mean, time. I, I think that's what it's going to be like for... Dwayne Johnson in the future is like, how do you know him? <laughs> and then I'll judge you based on that. I would just love to see a side by side of like, here's a picture of The Rock and here's a picture of Dwayne Johnson. Are they or are they not the same person? They are. <laughs> <laughs> and how many people don't think so? Because obviously he was such a baby as The Rock. No <laughs> tattoos. Comparatively to his size now, he was tiny. Well, he also had hair back then. Also true. <laughs> I will say, it's so weird to see him with hair. Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> I really don't like it. Every time I'm just like, that's just... Uh, mm-mm, yeah. No, mm-mm. I do love, though, like, I have seen... Because, of course, he's on TikTok and he's on, you know, a bunch of different social media platforms, too. His personality shines through every time he's in a video. Like, I still remember the one video where literally... Somebody caught him on the street in Atlanta. I think they were on Ponce. Ran out in the middle of the road to take a picture oh, with gosh. him. He's like, dude, you get over here fast. You are going to get killed. <laughs> <laughs> and he took a picture real quick. He's like, no, get out of here. Like, this is not safe. <laughs> wow. But it's just, it's so sweet because you can tell he's like, this means a lot to this person and I don't want to deny. He could have just said, nah, we're middle of the street in Atlanta, not going to happen. I'm in my truck. I'm off, off the clock. Like, I just want to go home. But he was like, it's obviously that important. He waited till the light turned red. He said, okay, get over here. You know, (laughs) like, let's do this. So he's, I think he's just a very personable person as well. (laughs) I mean, he is building up this persona of being this good guy. I hope that it's the truest version of himself Mm -hmm. just because I want the future portion of Young Rock to be true too, Mm -hmm. that he runs for president in the future. I'd be all right with that. Yeah. I think so. I don't know if if he's actually American born. That would be the only thing I think that might disqualify him because that is a requirement for president that you be born in America. I think he is. 
I think it's his family that's... Yeah. But I, mean, I don't know. It, it was just that whole thing that everyone was yelling at Obama about. Oh, yeah. Well, look, at this point, <laughs> I, I will I will make an exception to a rule. <laughs> I just want a good person. <laughs> and I think he would be... I think he would be great. Him or Terry Crews. I like Terry Crews, too. <laughs> as weird as that sounds. I think he'd be good. I think somebody asked him if he would run for president. I think that was like on a Jimmy Kimmel or a Jimmy Fallon uh, episode or something like something about running for president. Or no, I think it was him and Kevin Hart. And they asked, do you think Dwayne should run for president? And Dwayne's like, no. <laughs> and of course, uh, Kevin Hart's like, yes. <laughs> He's like, really? <laughs> well, apparently he was born in California. Oh, so, so there we go. Let's do it. You know, The Rock 2024? Four? I'll, I'll I mean, wait till 28. That's fine, yeah, too. I think in the show, it's in, I think, 2032. I maybe, can wait that long may, as well. Maybe even 2040. I don't want to wait that long. <laughs> <laughs> Sooner rather than later, Dwayne, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> yeah, I think if he were able to actually have a platform to run on other than just his celebrity mm-hmm. personality... I think he could actually do a lot of good if he kept that up. Right. And had something to back up the smile. Right. And the talk. Like, if he actually had the ability to lead, he'd have my vote. I still remember there was a time that, I think it was around the time Jumanji came out. And then his other movie came out where he was like a security guard for a tall office building or something. And then there was something else that came out. Oh, right. He was in that one. Uh, yeah, it was a skyscraper. That's what it was. Yeah, he was there with his family and it caught fire or something like that. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then there was some other movie and then there was another movie. And I was like, it's like six Dwayne Johnson movies in one year. I've had enough. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> he's he been a little prolific yeah. for a minute. I mean, everyone loves him. And yeah. most of his movies do pretty decently. That's true. I think... When we started seeing them slide off a bit, we also saw him stepping back a little, being a little less quantity and a little bit more quality. <laughs> right. Because I think it was around that time it was Jumanji. It was that skyscraper. I think there was like another... Jungle uh, Cruise? Well, Jungle... Well, yeah, Jungle Cruise too. But I think there was like a Fast and Furious as well that came out within there. Hobbs and Shaw, yeah. In the, Oh, yeah. Hobbs and Shaw. And it was just like, he is in literally every single trailer that we're seeing prior to the movie he's in yeah it was like a dwayne johnson fest which sounds horrible now that i've said it out loud (laughs) i I feel like you could do a thing where you walked past all of the movie posters at a theater and (laughs) half of them he would be on that's true that is true but you're right when that happened he kind of disappeared i don't want to say disappeared but he just like stepped back a little bit like he was in, instead of every other movie, it was like every fourth movie or every sixth movie. <laughs> or he was fulfilling a, a franchise of some kind. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure some of those were contractual obligations. Ooh. But you can see which ones he was actually mm-hmm. trying in and the ones that he was just doing because he had to. Right. I really do want more Hobbs and Shaw, though. Oh, yeah. That was so good. Yeah, that was real good. <laughs> I'm curious to see what his personality is going to be like with these other characters playing an anti-hero. Plus, who are the other actors that are in this one? Uh, I don't recognize most of the other names in it. The only other one I recognized was Pierce Brosnan. Okay. And he he's Dr. Fate in this one. Mm-hmm. I think his name's Kent. 
is the actual character's first name. Yes, <laughs> if I remember correctly from the game, I yeah. think that's correct. Yeah, when when people are talking to him familiarly, uh, <laughs> instead of Doctor Fate, right? It's it's Kent. Ooh, we're going by our made up names. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Spider. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's it's funny though, like. That's kind of how it feels though, when you say, my name's Dr. Fate or Dr. Strange. You're like, oh, okay, yeah. got it. Yeah, it just seems funny in Dr. Strange's case that it's That's both his... That's his real name and his, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's my hero name and my actual name. So, mm. what? <laughs> I kind of hope that they can bring this Justice Society together since the Justice League has been a little lackluster. It didn't really do well. It's falling apart. I, I would love for DC to have something that comes together instead of just the hero and his villains coming mm-hmm. together. Like Batman has wonderful villains. And I feel like that's all we ever get that actually comes together and sticks together is Batman and his villains. Yeah. Even Superman falls apart with his villains sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I, I said it earlier in this episode that I feel like DC has the issue of just hitting the same characters over and over mm. again. Like, they had their movies, they had TV shows. Some of them had cartoons. Yeah. Successful ones at that. Yeah. I mean, the characters that we've gotten, we've got a ton of it in every medium. Give us something new. Like, they are giving us something new, but the fact that it's taken them this long to to develop something new, instead of just like, okay, we got Batman, Superman, Flash, they all have their own movies, they have their Mm. own TV shows. They have their own cartoons. They have their own rides at Six Flags. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Give us these new characters and they don't have to be tied in together. But the fact that you have to make them tied in together, give us something new then. Right. And I think some of what might help DC is have someone in charge of the thing as a whole. You can have different directors, much like Feige does. Yeah. He's in charge of the MCU. There's different directors for each movie, but he has a story that everyone is playing out. Yeah, that's always been, I think, an issue with trying to have different directors who have different visions try Mm. to tell a cohesive story. Right. Because you really need that one leader with that one vision that this is what it's going to be. This is the story we're going to tell. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if the ratings aren't great for one of them. I don't care if it didn't do as well as we had planned. We're going to tell this story. And when we're done telling the story, you're going to be proud of what you did. Right. It'd be like, here's the story I'm giving you. Here's the characters I'm giving you. I need you to touch these six points throughout the movie. You can do anything else in between. As long as these major points make sense. Because they're leading up to someone else's movie. And you have to think about that because that's not your movie. That's going to be someone else's movie. I hope they gave them enough leeway to do what they wanted Mm -hmm. in that respect. That They gave them those points. Right. Those plot points that had to be told in their story. You can do anything else you want. I hope they did that. Right. Just because that that sounds so much better than here's your script. Yeah, here's your story. Yep. Ta-da. <laughs> like, you, you can you can you can present it in any way you want, but that's your story. Right. And I really hope that I, I know we were talking about it doesn't have to tie in together, but I want Black Adam to tie into Shazam. I mean it makes sense. It, it does. And I'm kinda hoping it's like somehow maybe Zachary Levi shows up at like the end credits and he's there. 
or they're like, hey, we know this guy who has a similar power as you and he's got a whole family of people with your powers. And he's like, what? And you need to go figure it out. And then that leads into the new Shazam movie that's also coming out this year. I hope. Right. I really want that to be true. I feel like that would be them deliberately leaving them out if they weren't somehow in this movie. Yeah. And I wouldn't like that. I, I mean, that'll be the one thing that I think would probably sway my opinion on the movie. Yeah. Is if they leave out Shazam. Yeah. I feel like DC is kind of, they're a little bit snooty <laughs> about giving us what we want. Yeah, I can see that. Oh, we, we know what the fans want, but we're going to make them wait for it. <laughs> no, if there's anything that they should have learned, we are impatient. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the public is impatient, fickle, and they've already got a huge number, a plethora of choices as far as the things to have their eyeballs trained on right. and waste their time on. Well, I mean, I know there was, going back to the Justice League, I mean, or obviously... spend their time on. Yes, exactly. Going back to the Justice League, obviously, we've lost, supposedly have lost Ben Affleck as Batman. I don't think Henry Cavill is doing Superman anymore. Ezra Miller, is in a whole yeah. bunch of trouble, but they're still talking about wanting to do the Flash movie. It's like, I understand you put all your money into that. The fans are screaming Supergirl. Supergirl. And you're like, no, oh, let's put the Flash movie out. We're like... What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, apparently, well, apparently that movie had already been mostly oh, yeah, filmed. Yeah, it was mostly so, done. So and they're like, do we just put it out, I guess? I mean, what do you do in that case, really? I know. I, I feel like DC has had very much a, a tough break on a lot of their heroes as yeah. of late. And the ones that they don't do many movies of, Cyborg. Or <laughs> at all. Uh, Aquaman, you know, like, they these two characters who've just kind of been like, hi, <laughs> we're over here. Yeah. Like, pay attention to us. Yeah, I, I had wished that they had... I, I think I've said this for every movie that has come out after a DC TV show of the same character. Just use the TV show actor for the movie. Mm -hmm. Just continue it on. But for whatever reason, they have to use somebody different because it's a different director or a different producer right. in some different universe. Like, why? You could have started this so much earlier, guys. Right. <laughs> you could have had a head start on mm -hmm. the whole connected universe thing. But I guess back then it was too much of a risk. I mean, to be fair, it, it was very much a risk. Marvel, again, is starting up the whole, hey, let's blend the movies and the TV shows together, which they did during S.H.I.E.L.D., but somehow they don't want to admit that. But anywho, I digress. <laughs> um, that still makes me angry. That, that was also <laughs> pre-Disney. Yeah, true. But, I mean, you see how the way it's helping Marvel is in between their movies, because their movies are taking, I don't want to say they're taking longer, but you're only getting a couple per year and granted these last couple years being like three because obviously they're making up for the ones that were lost in 2020 and 2021 but i don't think that's always going to be the case so they're sprinkling in all of these tv shows just to kind of give you some flair in between and kind of like slowly build up so when it comes to the movie they don't have to spend the first 45 minutes building up the characters that's what the six episodes were of the TV show. <laughs> and I think that's so brilliant because those who don't watch the TV shows 
will get an action-packed movie. They may not be as invested in the characters, but then they'll go, oh, all of their backstory was in the TV show? Oh, shoot, let me go watch the TV show. But then they can spend more time furthering the story in a movie. And I feel like movies are meant to be more cinematic. They have bigger budgets. They have a longer runtime. Well, some. Some TV shows are getting really long. But, <laughs> you know. Yeah, streaming services, they don't play by the same rules. <laughs> right. And you're like, oh, this uh, this episode is 72 minutes. But it's an episode? I mean, all right. Oh, whatever. gosh. <laughs> don't even get me started on how long Stranger Things episodes are. <laughs> I know. And that's what I'm like. Okay, at that point, those are movies. But, I mean, whatever. But I love that they can do that. They can start building up character. And plus, it keeps it in front of you constantly. You're not forgetting about, oh, what happened in in such and such an episode? No, you're being reminded because a new character is addressing some of those concerns. You're like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's the same thing that we saw in Loki. Or that's the other thing that we saw in WandaVision. And I wish DC would get on that train because I've heard I don't watch their TV shows because usually they're on like HBO or something. They're on a streaming uh, service we don't have. Yeah, all of theirs are are based on CW. Mm-hmm. One that doesn't really have a very good streaming. Oh app right, right. Or connected to any. Well, I think HBO Max. I think has mm-hmm. most of their shows, but yeah, we don't have that one. Right, it's like the one we don't have because we have so many. Yeah, <laughs> but I think because I've heard such good things about DC's TV shows. They've built them up so well that they're winning in the TV game, but they cannot seem to get their stuff together to make it make sense. Yeah, I hate to say it, but I feel like they should probably abandon the connected universe thing Mm -hmm. where they have to have all their movies lead up to the same thing that Marvel is doing. You can still have these characters that we know and love. You can still introduce the new ones. And maybe have those movies spin off onto something else. But I don't think DC needs to do the same thing the MCU is doing. That's true. And I mean, when the MCU was building up the Avengers, they started off one character at a time, building them up, getting them at least two movies deep, some of them, before Avengers. Whereas DC just jumped in and said, boom, Justice League. And you're like, who? (laughs) Are these people? Why am I invested? Whereas I think DC would do well if, like in this case, you've got Black Adam. He needs to be interconnected to Shazam. And it sounds like he's already being interconnected to the Justice Society. So there's their own little universe. They don't have to go any further than that. And I think that would be okay. And then if you want to start up another, like, hey, maybe it's a cyborg. Take the show that maybe Cyborg is in. One of them. And... (laughs) Add Aquaman, and and then you build the Justice League over here. So simultaneously, you've got now two different sets of Avengers, in a way. You've got the Justice Society and the Justice League, and they don't have to connect to each other. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that, because it's giving more options instead of just, I'm here to watch all 87 movies and 36 TV series with six episodes apiece, just so that I can understand what's going on in this one movie. (laughs) that is overwhelming in the mcu now which is i think starting to become a downfall yeah i feel bad for anyone who hasn't watched any of them (laughs) to this point where do you start (laughs) yeah i mean i would just start with iron man and just watch them as they were released that's still daunting i I know it's it's daunting but you can still do it yeah i mean you could watch all of them 
one a week and be done within the year. <laughs> within the year. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, but everything that Marvel does builds up to these center characters. Whereas I think DC could do smaller sets of characters. They have Suicide Squad and they've redone Suicide Squad. I heard the second was better. So you've got that. Who's got Harley Quinn? She's kind of their Batman in a, in a sense because she's done really well. Yeah. And then you can have the Justice League and then you can have the Justice Society and then you can have something else. Like, <laughs> I feel like that might be what they're doing mm-hmm. is creating these more like uh, tent poles. Where there's going to be like a tripod situation okay. where I can see that. where it's three different things like Harley Quinn with Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey. Mm-hmm. That part is all together. Like you said, Shazam, Black Adam, Justice Society is their thing. And then Aquaman, Flash, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Right. Everybody, all Justice Cyborg, League. Justice League. They're like the classic. Right. You know. And all of them are going to eventually maybe come together into a giant fight against Brainiac. Ooh, I'd be down for that. Like a big Injustice movie. I I am not opposed to that. I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> I am listening. <laughs> hey, D, hey, DC, are you listening? <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I just gave you your big thing. Right. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> as, as, uh, as Dwayne Johnson would say. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, he has really been all over the map. He really has. He, he really has, has been everywhere. I'm glad Black Adam is coming out. I'm really looking forward to it. It's been a minute since I went to the movies, like, really excited for a new character. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since we've had a new character. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, true. other than Shazam, really. Yeah, yeah. Everyone else has been someone I have seen something of before. Mm hmm. So yeah, this is going to be exciting to kind of walk into a character that we know a little about, but not a whole bunch. So I'm kind of excited to see to see where that goes, and again, excited to see a new excited to see a new character. Yeah, I'm hoping it isn't too dark, just because I did read tonally speaking that it is very different from Shazam. And I feel like the reason Shazam was so funny was because Zachary Levi is a very funny actor. True. And pretty much everything I've seen him in, even if it's meant to be more serious, he always brings kind of a a light goofiness to it just because of, I guess, how he looks. I think there were some clips, though, like once Shazam or once Black Adam was like in the city i just remember kind of being uh, in the city he's got his powers he does have some of his dwayne johnson qualities and tonalities to it so i think it's going to be very serious but i think it'll have lighter moments kind of like shazam did okay um but maybe just a little air a little bit more on the more serious superhero side and i'm okay with that i think i feel like this one if we are making the comparison and and I am. <laughs> okay, you are making the comparison <laughs> to to a Marvel property. I'd probably say this is gonna be close to Thor, the first one. Yes, uh, I'm well, right I mean, with I that. Mean, they're not gonna give Dwayne Johnson blonde eyebrows. Don't worry about. It. <laughs> Please no, that was awful. <laughs> but just but don't dark world him. I don't, no, no, don't no, do that. no 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 no. That that would be killing it in the first act. <laughs> but 
I feel just from the way the trailer has been presented, mm-hmm. just different feelings about it. Like you think about the first Thor movie and it was very serious. He mm-hmm. tried to be funny in parts and it was funny in parts, but overall speaking, I felt like it was the most serious. Yeah. I would say it's definitely an action comic book movie with humor right is the way i would probably explain that it's very much more of an action movie with a little bit more of a serious tone but it's still light-hearted enough to have funny moments without being just like walking out going woohoo i'm depressed right (laughs) (laughs) it was great life is horrible (laughs) yeah yeah i i'm hoping that too but yeah we'll just have to see just how it does i'm i'm thinking that dc has finally learned its lesson. I think so. And they're, I hope so. <laughs> and they're just like, fine, we'll give you what you want. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> finally! <laughs> but I know a lot of people listening to this are like, we were fine with Halloween. It's October. You should just keep going with that. Right. Well, don't worry, because next week we're going back to the Halloween stuff. Because, of course, we're getting close to Halloween. It's next week i know it's kind of snuck up on me <laughs> kind of like a <laughs> scary seasons <laughs> but you know what director you always think about when it's halloween time when it's dark and dreary and everything is a, just a little bit off and everyone's real pale i mean kind of dc like <laughs> a little bit a little bit but he did take on dc at the very beginning and of course, I'm talking about Tim Burton. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the first Batman. Right, was Tim Burton. So the he's... first the first two Batman movies were actually Tim Burton. Yeah. But yeah, we're going to be talking about him. We're going to be talking about Nightmare Before Christmas, mm-hmm. uh, Frankenweenie, Edward Scissorhands, pretty much anything he did with Johnny Depp. Right. I mean, you can't really have Halloween without having Tim Burton. You really can't. Because obviously, for me, I always think Nightmare Before Christmas, which really isn't a Halloween movie. It's a Christmas movie, but it's both. Um, (laughs) It's kind of both. But he sets that tone that is very Halloween. It's just what he does. So he's the perfect one, I think, to end for the spooky season just before Halloween Tim Burton style. Yeah, if Jack is the Pumpkin King, I'd say Tim Burton is the Halloween King. I would agree with that. I think that's that. Yes, maybe Tim Burton is Jack. It's probably based on him a bit. <laughs> probably. I mean, I can't blame him. He's done really well with all of those, even Corpse Bride, things like that. Yeah. Like, there's just you know his style when you see it. Yeah. I always enjoy it whenever I see his stuff. Pretty much every movie I've seen, even the ones where I can't watch it again because I was so disturbed. (laughs) (laughs) I've still sort of enjoyed them to an extent, but we're going to talk about all of his movies next week. Mm -hmm. Thank you for tuning in to our Black Adam episode. Hopefully you go see it and you're as excited about it as we are. And hopefully it lives up to the hype. We hope. (laughs) But tune in next week for Tim Burton. We are Geeky Geeky Dinks. Dinks.